The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gam Podcast are now presented by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgampodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgampodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gam Podcast Network. It is currently early Saturday morning, May 20th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Reichel, once again going solo for this pod. Should be a fun one because we currently are in the semifinals in Rome. So two very entertaining matches, two close matches based on the odds, and we'll be breaking down both of them on this podcast. However, before I actually get into any of the previews for the two matches on Saturday, do want to recap how we did on the last show. Unfortunately, not good. Swing and a miss, we went 0-2. Unfortunately for us, we thought that Hoffman would potentially be competitive with Medvedev because he had been so good in the tournament up to this point. But Hoffman, either the moment was too big for him or he just came out flat because Medvedev buried him. And then on top of that, we had the uh, Pass and Chorich match to go three sets, and that did not happen. Chorich hung around a little bit, but unfortunately, Pass was a step ahead the entire match, and he ended up winning that one in straight sets. It's even worse because we picked the two matches on Thursday, when we actually read the matches very well on Wednesday. Uh, So, unfortunately, we got the two matches on Wednesday basically right, and we didn't have a play on them for the lock and dog. So, picked the wrong day, I guess, but overall, decent episode, because for the Rude and Sarundola match, we did like the over, and we also liked the over in the Rune-Djokovic match, and that got there too. So, could have been worse, but once again, when you lose the lock and dog, definitely not a good episode per se. And we'll look for a much better episode here on Saturday. But before you do get into any of the match previews, I also want to talk about some breaking news, or it was breaking news, it was a couple of days ago at this point, involving the French Open. And I wanted to briefly talk about it because we predicted on the show months ago that you might have to mentally start preparing to see the French Open without Nadal in it, which is extremely unfortunate because we know that Nadal is the greatest clay court player of all time, and he's the greatest French Open player of all time. It goes without saying, but I'll just state that just for the record. And the point is, he's not going to play. Apparently, the hip injury is still bothering him. And Nadal even was pretty candid about his potential future with the sport in a press conference. He said he's going to try to come back next year. And I'm assuming he will. Maybe he'll be able to return later this year. We'll see. But once again, I'm not going to be too optimistic about anything. Nadal basically said, though, that 2024 will be his final year. And I'm not sure at what level he's going to be able to play at at this point. But it doesn't really matter. The point is, we saw Federer retire a year or two ago. Now Nadal is close to his way out as well. And Djokovic, he's still, of course, in much better current form than both of those two guys. But even he's been struggling on clay lately. So just a reminder, even if you were a fan of one of the three, one of the big three, and you hated the other two. Maybe you're a Nadal fan and you hated Djokovic growing up, or maybe you liked Federer and you hated Nadal. You got to at least keep in mind when you try to take yourself out of the personal biases for who you root for, that these are probably the three greatest players in the history of tennis. And it's definitely unfortunate to see the way that it's ending for these For right now, these two guys with Federer and Nadal, Djokovic will see how much longer he can go. But the point is, appreciate greatness while you can, because 
you're going to look back on some of those Nadal Djokovic matches, the five setter in the Australian Open final from about a decade and change ago, the Federer Nadal Wimbledon final, which we all know about, which is one of the greatest matches of all time. There's a lot of really just great matches historically between those three guys in any particular uh, matchup, any particular surface. And you have to look at videos on YouTube now in order to actually relive those days because the days are basically over. But I wanted to at least bring it up that even though I've always been a Djokovic guy and Federer, I appreciated. I got, truth is, I kind of rooted against Federer at times because he was so good before uh, prime Nadal and prime Djokovic showed up that I got kind of bored of Federer at times. But I recognize in hindsight how great he was. I was just hoping that he'd have an actual challenger every now and then for a couple of years. And Nadal, I always kind of disliked because I was a Djokovic guy. But at no point did I ever question Nadal's greatness or Federer's greatness. And I do feel like it needs to be stated that once again, appreciate greatness while you have it. You have Alcaraz now, who's going to be the next face of tennis for the next decade and change. Just keep in mind, as he wins Grand Slam after Grand Slam and some of the other guys that come through in the future, just remember the moments where you got to see them at their prime because I feel like a lot of us would really do anything to see another prime Nadal-Djokovic matchup in the future, but those days are behind us. So I wanted to briefly mention that before we moved on, but Nadal is going to be out, which is definitely going to impact the French Open futures because now you can feel like it is truly an open field unlike most years, because every year you just pencil Nadal in to win the title, and you'd be right about 95% of the time. But this year, with Djokovic's current struggles and Nadal not being in the event, you really can go in a variety of directions if you wanted to go for a long shot, so to speak, to potentially win the event. Maybe a Rune, maybe a Rublev, you get my point. But you can't expect to see a bit of chaos in the French Open, which is something that we don't typically see most often than not, or more often than not. But this year definitely is going to be a bit different. And now you might see the Wild West in the French Open moving forward. But anyway, time to actually get into the Saturday matches in Rome. Starting off with the early match of a matchup against Rune and Rude. So Rune is going to be the favorite in this match. He's around minus 154. Rude is around plus 134. As for the spread, Rude is currently plus 2.5 and minus 125. Rune is minus 2.5 at plus 105. You can get an alt line, though. You can get Rune at minus 1.5 at minus 120. Rude plus one and a half at minus 110. Over-unders at 22 and a half. Overs at minus 115. Under is at minus 105. The alt line there, you can get 23 and a half. Over is plus 110. Under is minus 140. And if you want the match to go to three sets, you can get that at plus 140. Rune to win in straight sets is plus 160. And Rude to win in straight sets is plus 275. So do I agree with where, do I agree with the odds based on Rune being favored? I think Rune should be favored because I do think he is in better form and he also just be Djokovic, which is definitely a nice boost to an immediate potential overreaction, but still just to suggest how good a form Rune is in. However, Rude has owned him in the head to head. They faced off four times starting in 2021. So relatively recent head to head meetings and Rude is four and oh, in fact, he's only dropped one set and all four matches were on clay. They faced off in Monte Carlo in 2021. Rude won 6-2-6-1. Faced off in Bastad. Rude won 6-0-6-2. That was also in 2021. And they faced off two times in 2022. Faced off again in Monte Carlo. Rude won that one in straight sets again, but a lot more competitive, 7-6-7-5. And they did face off in the French Open in the quarters. And Rude was able to beat Rune in four sets. So Rune, Rune, uh, Rune has been 
solid, of course, recently. But Rude has given him problems. And now you can argue that Rune keeps ascending. And and you could argue that Rude has kind of plateaued. Or maybe he overachieved last year and you think he's due for some regression, which he's currently experiencing. But I do like the current form of both players. I like the over in this match, simply put. Uh, the last two matches, once again, you had a 7-6-7-5 and you had a four-setter with a tiebreaker in there in the French Open. So I do think you're going to see a lot of games here. I don't exactly see one-way traffic. I think it will be kind of similar to that Rune-Djokovic uh, Rune match where you might see one player maybe dominate for a set and then you suddenly see a momentum switch and the other player wins the second set in response and you go to a decider. That's kind of what I'm expecting. So I am going to link to the over two and a half sets there. But based on the actual head-to-head, -head, I got to take Rude plus two and a half, or at least on the money line, one of the two at plus 134. If you want to give me a guy that's 4-0 in the head-to-head, -head, all on clay, which is the same surface as this, the guy who was the runner-up in the French Open last year, Rude, when he's on, he's easily a top three clay player in the world. And you could argue, based on his current form this year, which has been a little bit underwhelming, he's still top five on clay or top seven worst case scenario. Now, Rune is also going to be in that top five in terms of clay players on the tour. But the fact is, I do think with Rude having success against him in the past, Rune, I know, has gotten better. But maybe you can argue if things go a little bit, uh, things get a little bit rough for Rune in this match, does it potentially weigh on his mind? I've never beaten this guy. Maybe it does. Maybe Rude has extra confidence because he knows he's beaten this guy all four times. We'll see. But I do think that Rude has the skill level to beat Rune if Rude is playing close to his top form. And once again, you're assuming Rune is going to play close to his top form as well. So I see a war here. I see a very long, grueling match, and I'm going to lean to Rude for the value. I'll take the plus two and a half, and I will lean to the money line here. But I do like the over. And I do like the over two and a half sets. I can really expect a bit of a marathon here. You might get a breaker. So maybe there's a chance. Second set tie break. Maybe you have to sweat it out and you need one guy to win the second set, for example. But I think you're going to see a lot of games and I think you're going to see a couple of sets here. So give me the over two and a half sets, the over in games, and give me Rude plus the two and a half and the plus 134. If Rune wins, would I be shocked? Of course not, because Rune is in better form right now. But based on where this price is located, it does seem like a bargain to get the guy that's undefeated in four head to head matches on clay at plus 130 and change, and plus two and a half games. So that's where I'm going to go with that one. And moving on to the late match, you have a matchup between two guys that historically don't really like each other, between Medvedev and Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas is the favorite at around minus 135, and Medvedev is the underdog at plus 115. So far, Tsitsipas has been playing a very, very solid and consistent tournament because he's been able to take advantage of his draw, He's watched a lot of people around him self-destruct in terms of Alcaraz, etc. So his draw has gotten easier in the long run. But beat Borges in straight sets, beat Sonigo in straight sets, beat Musetti in straight sets, and beat Chorich in straight sets. So he also beat two Italians. And you know the crowd is going to be against him in those two matches. And he responded quite well. Now, Medvedev's been very good in this tournament as well. Beat Rusevori in straight sets, lost one set to Zapata Marias. Bit of a slow start, then he woke up and destroyed him. Beat Zverev in straight sets and beat Hoffman 6-2, 6-2. Medvedev, historically speaking, has not been a good clay player but I will give him props because clearly he has adjusted his game to the clay. He's been a bit more aggressive, injecting more pace on the forehand side, and that has definitely paid dividends for him on the surface. So Medvedev, despite having a historically underwhelming record on clay, has definitely turned a corner 
and I was kind of doubting him against Hoffman to some degree. I thought Medvedev was going to win, but you were giving me four and a half games. That's kind of why I leaned to Hoffman. But at no point did I think he was going to win the match. But Hoffman, I think, really struggled with Medvedev's consistency. Medvedev was able to break a lot, and he applied a lot of pressure to Hoffman's service games. And Hoffman's a good server. Now, Sitsipas is a good server, too, and of course, he can defend his serve better because Sitsipas has better overall strokes. But Sitsipas does have some problems at times of hitting the backhand a bit short. Sometimes his backhand wavers a bit, and I do think Medvedev's consistency could wear down Sitsipas over this match. Now, I do agree with the odds. I think Sitsipas should be favorite because he has a lot more historical success on clay. So I do agree with Sitsipas being favored. However, to go through the actual head-to-head meetings on clay, we'll start off with the regular meetings here. Medvedev is actually 7-4, and four, straight up against Sitsipas. Now, Sitsipas has won each of the last two meetings, went the distance, three sets apiece, both on hard court. But if you want to look at the two clay meetings, they faced off in 2019 in, uh, sorry, pulling it up, Monte Carlo. And Medvedev did win that one in three sets. And they faced off in 2021 in the French Open. And Sitsipas did beat him in straight sets in the quarters. However, it was 6-3-7-6-7-5. So two pretty competitive sets there. I'm not really going to factor the 2019 match too much into it. Because once again, that was roughly four years ago. So I'm not going to bother. The French Open one, once again, that was 2021 before Medvedev was really comfortable on clay. And it was kind of uh, Medvedev's best run that he's ever had in a clay event in that French Open run because he made the quarters and most people thought he was basically going to pull a bublik and punt the match on clay because historically speaking, Medvedev was willing to basically punt matches on clay because he hates the surface. But it does seem like Medvedev has figured something out on clay. Sitsipas is still the better clay player, but I do think it's going to be competitive. I do think you're going to see a very tight match. Could go three sets as well. But I do think that Sitsipas will probably get the nod at the end. Sitsipas has done well against Medvedev recently in the head-to-head on hard court, which has been a problem for Sitsipas historically. Once again, he's won the last two meetings, which means that Medvedev was 7-2 and two in the head-to-head before Sitsipas broke through. In fact, Sitsipas has won three of the last four meetings. So the head-to-head was really lopsided, and then it seems like Sitsipas found something. I know Medvedev has also had some double faulting issues in some of the matches against Sitsipas, so keep an eye on the serve, because Sitsipas, even though his serve can be hit or miss at times, he really does not double fault that much, and Medvedev still does. He can give up some free points, which could be an issue. But for this match, I think I'm going to lean Sitsipas, and I am going to lean to the over. I see a competitive match, but I do think Sitsipas will eventually wear Medvedev down with his familiarity with the overall surface. And Medvedev has done well in this event, but you're looking at who he's faced off against. And once again, he beat Rusevori, beat Zapata Marais, lost a set, beat Zverev, who's, you know, I don't want to say past his prime, but post-injury Zverev, who I've been very low on for the last year or so, and Hoffman. So he has had a pretty favorable schedule up to this point. And now he has to really face a step up in competition. I do think that definitely gives an advantage to Sitsipas. Now, Sitsipas does have an, does have a step up in competition as well, but Sonigo is pretty good on clay. Musetti's really good on clay when he's currently in form, and he's currently in form. So that was a good win there. And Chorich has done well on clay. So I do think that Sitsipas' path has been more impressive than Medvedev's, and Sitsipas has not dropped a set. So I'm going to go with Sitsipas to get the job done. I'm going to lean to the over. I don't exactly feel great about it, 
But I do think Cincy Paz does enough to win this match, probably in three. But I think my best bet for this match would be Cincy Paz money line at minus 135. You can take the games at minus 120. But I could see a world where Cincy Paz just punts a set because maybe his backhand falls apart. And Cincy Paz has to kind of dig himself out of a hole with one of his strokes, which we've seen from Cincy Paz before, where his forehand or backhand are just currently self-destructing. And you have to see him struggle for a 20-minute stretch. He gets blown out in a set, and then he regains form. But for the sake of this match, I will take Cincy Paz to get the job done. I think Medvedev's run has been impressive, but once again, he has been the beneficiary of a relatively weak draw, and I think that his run's going to end here. So that's going to wrap it up for the two matches taking place on Saturday. We're going to be right back with the lock and dog picks, but before you do that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We are brought to you by EdgeBoost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with EdgeBoost, the world's first BetNow Pay Later Visa card. Similar to BetNow Pay Later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and EdgeBoost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sportsbook. And Edge is currently offering up to $2,500 in advances as you re as you build a repayment history. But with the special offer, the first 500 SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit, and the next 2,500 users will start at 500. Go to sportscampodcast.com/edge to start to sign up today. That's sportscampodcast.com/edge. Must be 21 or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambler? Call 1-800. Gambler. We're also brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an, an amazing 50% off deal, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized sunglasses and customizable snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. They also have the most insane protection and all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your shader of confidence because they have your back long after purchase. And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free. Within 30 days, no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportscampodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the two semifinal matches in Rome. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks for the show. Starting off with the lock, I think I have to do it. I'm going to go with Sissy Pass money line at around minus 135. No offense to Medvedev, he's one of my favorite players, and I've never been a Tsitsipas fan, but I have to acknowledge Tsitsipas is definitely the better player on clay. And Medvedev has done well here, but once again, a relatively weak level of competition. Tsitsipas has beaten some high-quality clay guys, and he has not dropped a set here. It might be close at times. You might see some tempers flare between the two of them because they don't they don't exactly like each other. But I do think Tsitsipas gets it done, and I think that he'll win this match, potentially in straight sets, maybe in three, but I'll take him on the money line 
at minus 135. I think it is pretty telling that Medvedev has been in such great form this entire year. Poss has been kind of up and down, but yet Poss is favored in this match by, I don't want to say a decent margin because 135 doesn't sound that much, but you're comparing basically a top three guy in the world against a top five guy in the world, and the top five guys favored by a decent margin considering the actual ATP ranking difference. So for that reason, I think it's pretty telling that Poss is favored. So I'm going to go with him on the money line here at minus 135 as my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to go back to the Rude and Rune match. And I think I'm going to... I'm really torn of what I want to do here because on one hand, I want to take Rude on the money line. On the other hand, I am tempted by the over two and a half sets because I really can see this being a war. I'm really on the fence here. You know what? I think I'm going to go with the over. I think I'm going to take the over two and a half sets at plus 140. I think Rude's got a shot to win, but I do have to acknowledge that Rude, once again, has been a little bit inconsistent so far this year. And Rune's also had some issues at times of sustaining a high level of play for two straight sets. And he's also had cramping issues at times, so maybe injury's going to play a factor. But Rune's been really good here. However, he has dropped a set in each of his last two matches. He's dropped uh, a set in... Let me just do the math really quickly. In five of his last seven matches, so Rune has kind of been a bit of a three-set magnet. Now, he has won four of those five that have gone the distance, but the fact is he still has played a decent amount of sets, and it does seem like Rune, when he wins a set, he's not afraid of punting the second set if he goes down an early break. Rune dropped the set earlier this event to Bublik, but if I'm going to roast Medvedev for having potentially easy draw... I have to do the same with Rude, because Rude beat Rinderknich, he beat Bublik in three, and Bublik's not a good clay player at all in his career. Beat Dejir comfortably, that's a pretty good win, but still Dejir is not exactly a top 25 guy, and beat Sarundalo. Now, Sarundalo I like, is a good player, but still, that's not exactly the win I'm looking for to, to use it to make a case for Rude to really, really dominate a match against Rune. It's mostly just based on the head-to-head. But looking at the last two matches again in the head-to-head, uh, Rude won 7-6, uh, 7-5 seven, seven, last year, but Rune is in better form. Rude's in slightly worse form, so I can see that kind of balancing out. And they did split the first two sets in the French Open last year. So I do think you will see this go distance. Both players can be a little bit streaky at times, and I think that will balance out. So give me the over two and a half sets in the Rude and Rune match at plus 140. So once again, the lock for the show is going to be Sitsipas Moneyline at minus 135, and the dog for the show will be Rude and Rune over two and a half sets at plus 140. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. We're back once again tomorrow to break down the men's final. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.